Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Are we having fun yet? <laughs> <laughs> Right? From those commercials? Beer commercials. Right? Hi, I'm Alexander Chester, and Av, no one wants to see your penis. No one. And I'm Av Zanetsky, and I am in the overall handsome business. Welcome back to Pretty, Pretty, Pretty Good, formerly a Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast, uh, then for a brief six weeks, a rehearsal podcast, and presently a Party Down podcast. We are here today to discuss episode one of Party Down, which is called Willow Canyon Homeowners Annual Party, which originally aired on March 20th, 2009, directed by Fred Savage, written by, among others, Paul Rudd. And I think we should start with with sort of like the background to this show. So they um, they they filmed this unaired pilot at the house of Rob Thomas, who is one of the other um, one of the show's other creators and co-writers who also created Veronica Mars. And um, which is where Ryan Hansen and a number of the others in Party Down will come from. Right. And that pilot had the original cast with two exceptions. Andrea Savage played the Lizzie Kaplan role. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, we've uh, we've established ourselves as Andrea Savage fans on this podcast before. Oh, huge Andrea Savage fans. So I I think she would have been great, um, even though, uh, spoiler alert, Lizzie Kaplan uh, might be my favorite performer over the course of uh, Party Down. Yeah, I do. I do feel like um, who knows what would have been. Andrea Savage doesn't seem to quite have the demeanor of this character. I think I think there would have been a very different character. Um, uh, she I'm, can do sarcastic and but yeah, maybe not. As it's hard. a different it's yeah. like it's it's a, it's different. It's I don't a know. slightly different flavor of. Juice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I guess. And then and then the other exception from the pilot is Paul Rudd was acting in the pilot. Um, oh, really? Yeah. I didn't although, know any of this. I'm glad to have, be listening to this podcast oh, um, yeah. while recording it because I didn't I did no research on any of this stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Paul Rudd was originally in the pilot and was planning on, on acting in the show. And then he had scheduling conflicts that precluded him from being in front of the camera although he is a writer for all 20 episodes was he going to take adam scott's role so i mean because adam scott is is usually seen as sort of like a i wouldn't even say poor man's because adam scott's also very good but he's he's very similar to paul rudd yeah but i think poor man's is okay they, they have they do they have a very similar quality but i would say yeah paul i mean paul rudd's in marvel movies he's much more of a household name than adam scott yeah um, or at least as a more of a late comer than yeah than paul rudd so, but uh, from what I can tell, they were both in the pilot episode. So, yeah, because it sort of seems like a one for one replacement, but I don't think that was necessarily the case. Huh. And I assume this is not something that somebody could watch anywhere. It doesn't exist out there. Or I, I mean, if somebody can find it, that'd be great. I would definitely watch it. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not sure. So, but they, they show that that's what got the show on air. I think they started with HBO and then they ended up uh, on stars and, um, you know, it, it's I, I love this show and I'm really excited we're doing this podcast. It's uh, you have uh, Ken Marino and a bunch of folks from the state. Uh, you have all these actors who are sort of like on the precipice of like the start of their career. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's, but, it's, uh, it, it's a cast that like is like gargantuan in retrospect. But at the time, these were like mostly not household names and like now almost all of them are. 
Yeah, I mean, so Jane Lynch. Um, so this show goes on the air in March 2009. Okay, two months later, she debuts on another little show called Glee. Yeah, which ultimately becomes so huge that you know she gets pulled off the of party down. Uh, another spoiler alert there. Uh, Lizzie Kaplan goes from party down to Master of Sex, Masters of Sex, where she would be nominated for a bunch of Emmys and other fancy awards. Uh, Adam Scott, uh, you know, who we just called sort of backup Paul Rudd becomes his own star. He had been on like Step Brothers and some movies, but always in a minor role. He goes from Party Down straight to Parks and Rec. Wow. Yeah. And then, you know, of course, in 2022, he starred in Severance, which spoiler alert might be my number one show of the year. Um, you like Severance, I assume. Right? I love Severance. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Martin Starr, you know, we knew him as like one of the little kids on Freaks and Geeks. Right. And then he goes from party down to Silicon Valley, where he basically plays the exact same person. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't have a whole lot of range, but he's like one of my favorite. At what um, he does. Yeah. At what he yeah. does. He, he's great. He like absolutely nails the character that he plays both here and in Silicon Valley. Um, his furl, his full name or, you know, his uh, birth name for those uh, keeping track at home is Martin James Flieger Shenley. Um, so, so he's Swig- not Bart Starr's grandson. You're saying. Yeah. Um, well, he might be on the mother's side. But... Oh. <laughs> he took his mother's maiden name. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I mean, the disappointing counterexample to everything is Ken Marino, who like, y- you know, he's I-, I don't I don't know if he's the breakout star from the show, but I think his acting performance is just as like this cringe nebuch. He's unbelievable. He's fantastic. And he-, he seems to me, at least based on episode one, he's the best actor in the show. He's yeah. doing such a good job. But he really never, you know, he was in the state, but he never really, you know, broke out. He's sort of still sort of at the same level of fame he was probably in 2009, I would guess, or maybe yeah. more. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he plays like what's very much, um, I would say, like a Michael Scott analog yes. in this show. Yeah, I have that in my notes. Um, a couple of the office references in this episode. We have for sure the Michael Scott vibes from Ron Donald. Henry Casey give off Jim Pam vibes to me. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the husband shows up very much like Roy in the office right. also. Yeah. Um. So, I don't, you know, and then. Um, so and if then, the office instead of a paper company was a catering company, that's your show. Yeah. And then and then the other uh, irony sort of is Ryan Hansen, who's portraying like this classic Hollywood, you know, professional, good looking guy, probably the least well known among the core cast. Right. Uh, by, by a mile. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was actually the only one that I was like, I don't even know who he is. Like when I was rewatching this, I had to like check out his whole IMDb, and I'm like, I don't think I know him really from anything else. Yeah. Um, this is kind of the main thing that I know him from. Yeah, but yeah, so basically, like the story of the breakout of all these stars is also kind of the story of the show's ending because you have this like niche pay cable show that can't compete with Fox and Glee or NBC and Parks right. and Rec or whatever. And so they lose Jane Lynch and they lose Adam Scott, and ultimately, like the show's successful highlighting of all these great comedic actors basically contributes to its own undoing uh not, exactly. not, un, not unlike arrested development in a way yeah um but the, the good news however um for those uh, following the news is that stars has ordered and i believe already filmed a uh what's it called like, i guess a reunion or a reboot i don't know exactly what sort of are we getting uh, a full season three or just one episode i think it's six episodes is okay. what i and, read and it's somewhere everybody but lizzie kaplan i think is that right um i think that's right um and that is supposed to come you know sometime we don't know when um we're hoping that the folks over at stars will try to line things up so that their uh the new episodes will start to drop once we have completed our rewatch that would be very nice and convenient if they were to do so but obviously 
that is out of our control. And uh, should the timing not work up, we'll uh, we'll have to adjust on the fly and figure out what to do, because we certainly intend on covering those new episodes when they do arrive. Um, so, you know, for now, the plan is we were going to we're going to cover these 20 episodes of Party Down over the next 20 weeks, which should take us close to or if not right around the end of 2022. Um, and I would say like our general policy uh, should be and we haven't discussed this yet. So um yeah, you you should feel free to disagree, but you know, uh, this, I mean, I'm not above the policy, but yeah, uh, well, I well, I, I'm making the policy now, so hmm. um, I think that you know, w- with respect to spoilers, I think our policy should be like we're gonna not like actively try to spoil anything, notwithstanding what you just said about Jane Lynch not being in all the episodes, um, but like we're also like not going to like be super careful either. Like this isn't a show that's like highly spoilable anyway, so it's not the biggest deal. But like it's more vibes c- than plot. Yeah, but like we're certainly not going to like go out of our way to deliberately say, well, as we know, in like six episodes down the road, um, you know, such and such will happen because you know we we understand that some of the people along for the ride are watching this for the first time, unlike Curb, which um, you know, our expectation was that this was you know something that everyone was rewatching along with us. Um, so we're certainly not going to try to. Uh, actively spoil anyone on future plot developments and frankly i barely remember anything anyway yeah, so like... i've i have not seen this show in years um so i remember i mean i i did make a reference to there being a, a sort of a jim pam vibe among but i think that's sort of obvious yeah that's kind so of obvious for episodes so yeah so you know we're we're gonna do our best um if you're like you know i know there are people out there that are just like super duper strict about spoilers and they don't want to know anything um if that's the case then you know i guess maybe don't listen um but you know well, we'll warn you again i, I can't I can't think of any massive spoiler we're going to do. Yeah, because we don't remember as, anything. As I said, I barely remember anything, if at all. So, like, I think you'll be fine. But I know there are people out there that are just, like, super anal about anything being spoiled. And to those people, you know, as I said, we'll do our best, but no no promises. Yeah, and I think, like, you sort of get the idea from, like, the name of the first episode. And if you look at the other episode names, the idea of the show is that every episode they go and they party. They work at a different function, a different party, a different event. And so each episode is really like it can stand alone on its own. Right. And that's actually part of the appeal of the show. It makes it sure. great is that every um, every episode takes place in a new venue with different guest stars and yeah. like, just like different hijinks. Um, there is, you know, some element of, you know, a linear storyline that goes from beginning to end, but not a whole lot. Yeah. When you see someone's husband show up and there's and there's boyfriend trouble and there's a new guy <laughs> working in the like, obviously something's going to happen there. But right. Right. Yeah. All right, so let's jump uh, into our episode recap. Yeah. So we uh, we start out our series um, with a monologue. The camera panned in on Ron Donald, played by Ken Marino, as you said before. And he is enthusiastically pitching the services of this party down catering crew to the party host of the day. Um, And that would be one Liddy McSpadden, played by the great Rebecca Kreskoff, Mm. otherwise known as Heidi from the Smiley Face episode of Kirby Enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. That's true. And um, notwithstanding what I just said about uh, spoilers, I will tell you that I did peek a little bit ahead at the next few episodes. And we're going to have some other notable curb guest appearances yes. uh, in the next few episodes. So uh, that certainly makes this a very um, worthy segue off of our curb coverage with the brief, uh, the rehearsal coverage. Uh, so we're staying a little bit in the curb nexus for a little while. Yeah. And I just, I think Ken Marino instantly incredible, such a desperate nebuch. He's doing such a great job here. 
And you know, I said this already, but I'm just I'm 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 really disappointed his career hasn't been more than it is because I think he's he's fantastic. Yeah, it's uh it's akin to the uh Adam Scott Henry Pollard line of well you saw me in that? Have you seen me in anything else since yeah. then? Well, I know I've seen him in I mean he I, I watched all of the state. Did you ever watch the state? No, I don't even know what that is. Oh, so the state was a comedy, uh, like it was almost like a SNL or Mad TV kind of thing on, on um, MTV in like the late nineties, mm-hmm. and it was a group of guys uh, or and girls all from all from NYU. I think they started at NYU together in college. You know who the rest of them are. First of all, they've made um, um, Wet Hot American Summer, Reno Nine One One. They made all those movies and TV shows. It's Michael Ian Black. It's um, uh, Carrie Kenny Silver, Tom Lennon, uh, Joe Latrugia, Michael Showalter, David Wayne. It's that whole group of people. Got it. Okay. So, yeah, they, they've, they've made a bunch of stuff you've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, but yeah. And so I, I think that I think David Wayne was like the was the main like the brain behind it, like the creator or like the main pr- director or producer or whatever. But I think that Michael, um, uh, what's his name? Ken Marino, to me, was sort of like the one my favorite guy on that show. And he and he just he's really, really good at playing like the guy who thinks he's really cool, but is just like a, like unbelievably cringe, like huge. Nebuch, so got it. Yeah. Um, so you've he's seen giving... American Summer, right? Yeah. 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 I've seen um, I've seen the movie and I think I saw the show. Um, or at least I saw some of the show. Yeah. I didn't, so that's I didn't, all. I didn't yeah. Michael, really like... Michael Showalter. He's also from the state. That got thing. it. Got yeah. it. Yeah. I didn't like the shows. I don't know if I made it all the way through, uh, but yeah. I do. Enjoy I, the I think what happened is I really liked the movie. My uh, Hot American Summer. And when I first saw it, and so then I went back and got the DVDs of all of the episodes of the state. And so I uh, rewatched all of those like 15 years ago. Oh, cool. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So in the course of uh, giving his whole spiel, he uh, he kind of admits to the fact that he's a recovering drug addict mm. and that in the past he would occasionally go into clients medicine cabinets <laughs> looking for something that might give him a buzz. Yeah. Um, and I think everything and I, I'm not saying this is a spoiler because I don't remember, but the vibe I'm getting is that everything they're referencing that happened in the past is going to happen again. Yeah. Um, and uh, this client seems a, lit, uh, a little bit taken aback by that, a little bit nervous. Um, she's trying to give him some sort of compliment. The best she could come up with is efficient. Mm, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, we see Henry Pollard, a.k.a. Adam Scott, uh, coming in late. Uh, he's arriving in a beat up car, a very creased shirt, and uh, he seems to be uh, the latest member of the team. Um, while he's on his way in, Ron is trying to, you know, get the whole team together, get them organized, getting them ready to, you know, start working. And this is when we really meet the rest of the team. Uh, we got Constance Carmel played by Jane Lynch. We got Kyle Bradway played by Ryan Hansen. And we got Roman De Beers played by Martin Starr. And, uh, you know, despite his efforts to uh, get things organized, this uh, impromptu team meeting keeps getting interrupted because Constance and Kyle are trying to run lines for Kyle's upcoming audition for the Palisades, um, which I don't I, I'm I'm su- assuming that's a fake. Show. It sounds like a show on Fox that lasted like six episodes. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say it sounds like a soap opera, but um, right. Who knows what it is? Yeah. Um, and uh, Ron also mentions that he recently took sensitivity training and he mm. learned that actually the word Mexican is not offensive. Yeah. Um, which I think is wrong. Well, it depends if the context in which he uses it is not great. Um, Later in the yeah, episode. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're right. There could be there could be times um, when Mexican is yeah. fine. But yeah. Um, and like, he what is... is the citizenship of most people who live in Mexico? <laughs> right. Mexican. Is they're fine. Mexicans. Um, <laughs> how dare you? Um, and Ron is very excited because the hostess has said and some that, I assume are good people, some are good people um, <laughs> that they can put out the tip jar today and uh, and bet on themselves. Uh, the rest of the team would rather just take the guaranteed twenty dollars. Yeah. Now, let's jump to the end of the episode for a second. They each collect fourteen dollars. Is that their total payment? Like, are they not? Is there not also a salary component here? 
Um, I assume they probably get paid minimum wage or close to it. I mean, oh, you have, fourteen dollars for an entire uh, day's work not not ideal. Yeah, no, I think the it's supposed to be that rather than taking the guarantee twenty, they got fourteen each. Yeah, so they lost. Uh, well, so a six dollar loss is not so terrible. I guess, but like, but, uh, but I guess if was, they're if they're never get, superseding the twenty, then they yeah they should. Yeah, really, yeah, no, yeah. I think it's more like this is. I I assume this has probably happened before, and they're take all the like, twenty, just take the twenty, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so the comes, funny thing is, like, yeah. this party, which to us seems to like go very wrong for a number of reasons, seems like it's a pretty average day in their world. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is their lives. They are, um, you know, servicing they, they, rich they, they Hollywood. Seem relatively nonplussed by a lot of, you know, the, the chaos. Uh, you know, you have Jane Lynch starting a water gun, like uh, attacking a bunch of children with water guns. You have people making out with guests. You have uh, somebody making out with a, a child, which we can get into that. But like, I don't know how old she's supposed to be. That's a little strange. Uh, Casey just walking around with a camcorder filming whatever the hell she wants. This all seems like yeah, part of the course with this team. Yeah, I assume there is a whole lot of stuff that they've seen that uh, maybe you and I would be a little bit taken aback. But, but, you know, they uh, they're pros. Yeah, these are real pros. Pros. Yes. Um, so yeah, so Henry walks in and uh, Ron introduces him to everybody, tells them, you know, he's an old work friend. And Henry is like very surprised by Ron's demeanor that like, you know, he's now this responsible team leader. He has an extra like spare shirt that's like nice and crisp and honor and iron for him to change into. And uh, I mean, I didn't take Henry's being surprised. I thought Henry is like having a lot of sympathy for like this poor loser whose like big goal in life is to slightly move up. He's like, I can't believe you've been doing this for the last eight years. Like I had a life. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a little bit of both because I mean, yeah. it's it's implied that the last I think time... the surprise is you've been here the whole time. Like I thought you would be gone by now. Interesting. Like, I mean, not a, this is not a career job for these people. This is like a right, job. right. But at the same time, I think we're we're meant to believe that Ron used to be a mess, and now he's like cleaned up his act a little bit, and he's you know mm. no longer a drug addict, and yeah, you know I don't know if he's, he's holding down a job. Well, we'll see. It's not clear to me he's cleaned up anything. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. his uh, his dream in life is to uh, run a Super Crackers franchise, yeah. um, which is um, I think most people know it for their um unlimited salad but are actually more of a soup place according yeah. to Ron. You, you know what this reminds me of uh you know that there's the chain at least in new york city i don't know if it's elsewhere just salad um it sounds familiar i never yeah, think so of it there's, there's a chain of salad restaurants in new york called just salad and their slogan is not just salad which well, drives right. me fucking nuts <laughs> that's right you can't confusing. call yourself just salad and they say we don't only serve you know it, it completely drives me nuts yeah it's, turns it, out you it, can the other one that it really annoys me is when you have dollar stores or not it's 99 cents and up right i'm like that's, that's every store. store if anything right. you're, you're the a minimum store in the world because you <laughs> right. have a minimum other stores might have cheaper items right. yeah you're so. a minimum one dollar store yeah, exactly it drives me nuts <laughs> uh marketing mm, yeah but super uh, crackers yeah yeah um and then uh they are interrupted by the final member of our team the aforementioned lizzie kaplan who plays a lady named casey klein uh possibly jewish and um ron is very disappointed that she's late now for the second time and Mm. gives her a final warning yeah um casey doesn't really understand this um (laughs) because as she explains the person who henry replaced uh known known as sage um was fired after five warnings for masturbating in closets at yes. uh, party events yeah so that's um, what i'm saying this party is is you know par yeah. for the course for them yeah god bless the patriarchy yeah <laughs> uh we also meet the husband who's uh i didn't know his name but i immediately recognized his face and uh, his name is enrico colantoni and i know him primarily from just shoot me were you ever just shoot me guy off no so i used to watch just shoot me back um when it was um on TV, great show. George Siegel, Wendy Malik, David Spade, 
And yeah, so he was in the main cast there. And so he has a very recognizable face to me, but I'm not sure what else he's been doing since that. Just yeah, let me see. I, I recognize him as well from something recent. Well, he was also, oh, he was on Station 11. Okay, that's probably where I'm recognizing him from. Okay. He's in a bunch of episodes there. He too was part of Veronica Mars. That seems to be where a lot of the people that we're going to see will have yeah, come over from. I, I never so. saw, I never saw Veronica Mars. People like it. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. Um, yeah, nothing else on his IMDb that is really uh, ringing a bell of any sort. Um, but a very so, recognizable face. Yeah, it's probably party. Uh, it's probably um, Station Eleven that I recognize yeah. him from. Um, yeah, his wife uh, doesn't like his appearance. He has a uh, slovenly um, shirt, and uh, well, he's his not wife shaved. doesn't like anything he does throughout the season. <laughs> well, he does a lot of unlikable things. I don't think this is. Uh, oh, so he's the asshole. I think so, but uh, I guess we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, and Casey, it looks like Casey's job is to just record the party. I don't know what that's, that's about. A pretty good gig, yeah. Yeah, but like, why is that on? I'm like, the I'm like a little like ninety nine dollar uh, camcorder. It looks like. Yeah, so it's like, oh, we're a catering company and we offer recording services. Full party too? services. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. They do it all. I mean, that's, um, you know, the bartending yeah. and uh, Constance is like this. Uh, you know, bubble of energy. She's just she's like, great. she's, she's dancing with everyone. Completely singing, delusional. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, right. She's been in many, she was with her. Likes to tell lots of stories about the, uh, her almost, uh, yeah, she, she reminds a- me of the old lady who's the landlord of Kramer when Kramer goes to LA and Seinfeld. Right. No yeah. matter what happens, she wants to tell an anecdote about what happened to her when she had a brush with fame many years ago. You know, that old lady I'm talking about. I don't remember. What she. Yeah. I don't remember her now. So there's some really old lady in, in the apartment building where Kramer's living in L.A. And she always wants to tell stories about her experiences in Hollywood in like the 1940s or whatever. Uh-huh. And Kramer never really. And, and Constance is constantly doing that, especially to Kyle. You know, it's like the time I was trying out for this and the time I was trying out for that. And I almost was on this. And then I saw Robert De Niro for four seconds. And, you know. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Um, yeah so um, we. um Head over to the you know, like actual party is uh, now starting. It's starting. No, so so what? So this party, it seems like this is like a housing development, right? And so right. They, they are hosting the party, but but it, so it's, it's not exactly clear what this party is, right? Why are all these people at their house? Well, I think the the main event of this party is the awards that we're going to yes. see later on. So yeah, this is like for like the homeowners association, and like I guess just it's being hosted um, at at um, their house. Yeah, yeah. Gordon is not happy to be here. Yeah, so uh, he's not having fun yet. Well, he will have fun eventually. When he comes Ro- so, yeah, so Roman ha- is working at the DJ booth and he has yeah. his eye on the teenage daughter. Of okay, the now how, how old is this girl? Because I think this is relevant. Yeah, um, 16. Okay. I don't think, I don't I think, think the age of that. consent in California is 16, right? It might be. I mean, she's not much older than that, if at all. She's definitely in high school, I think. Sure, but high school could be 14 or 18. There's a big range there. And there's yeah. like a lot of uh, different levels of, of criminality, yeah, I yeah. suppose. Um, and Kyle, you know, Kyle observes Roman, um, you know, having her eye on her and he decides, uh, you're a huge nerd. I'm going to take over. And he just goes in for the kill and, uh, seems to hit it off with the, the girl right away. Quite well. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to find out, is her name Jackie? Oh, here she is. Her name is Eden Sure. She was born in 1991. So at least when they're filming, she's 17. Okay. Okay. So, all right. Not ideal, but. All right, so maybe she's supposed to be like a senior or freshman in college, but she she seems younger, frankly. Yeah, the, I mean, I mean, uh, Ron will call her a little girl, right? 
Yeah. Uh, California age of consent is 18, by the way. You have to be 18 to have sex in California. So she's the actress is not even 18. So Kyle is uh, possibly committing a felony. here. Right. Um, and uh, Martin Starr uh, was, was committing a, uh, I guess, a conspiracy to commit a felony. Yeah. Or, and or, a- actually, Ron, by getting caught, uh, you know, rubbing one out in the bathroom, actually saves Ryan from oh interesting good point kyle i should call him uh, ryan's the actor it yeah, actually yeah. saves kyle from committing a, a greater crime because all they actually do is make out on the bed so yeah yeah no harm no foul just making yeah, out. so so ron what a hero as a team leader <laughs> he saves the day yeah. um yeah so he you know ron is like you know going around the party schmoozing serving people and he accidentally bumps into this black guy and he you know he's very you know surprised and um you know he's apologetic and he's about to tell constance to go get him some fried chicken but as he turns which, around which, which to be fair we had acknowledged earlier in the episode the same scene where he talked about his radio sensitivity training we had learned that they had some hors d'oeuvres of fried chicken ah yeah. um but as he turns around and sees that it's a black guy he starts saying get him some fried ch-, and he's like uh appetizers that are not shrimp yeah <laughs> not much but saves the day yeah um, we we also uh, we see Constance uh, somehow acquires a water gun and uh, attacks a bunch of kids, um, yeah. echoing Scarface. Say yes. hello to my little friend. And the husband uh, comes over to Henry to get um, to get a drink. Uh, Henry sneaks a drink right before the host walks up. And the uh, the husband keeps saying that he recognizes Henry, but he can't place where he doesn't know where he recognizes him from. Uh, Henry attributes it to him having a very recognizable face. Yeah. And this will be a, a running meme throughout the episode. Yeah. Theme. Everyone wants to know. They recognize him, but they can't place it. Right. Roman then comes over and he says, you know, these, the hosts, the guests, these ordinary fucking people. And Henry, to his credit, gets the reference. But when Kyle walks over. Yeah, I did not either. No, yeah. I've never seen Repo Man. Um, Kyle assumes they're talking about the movie Ordinary People. Which is a uh, reasonable guess. When in fact, they're talking about the movie Repo Man, where someone says um, that. Yeah, someone says that that line. Yeah. Um, and Repo Man is not a movie that I've seen um ordinary people i have seen so i uh i'm on team uh kyle here yeah me also actually <laughs> um so yeah so another another party guest asked this time a woman all she also wants to know why henry looks so familiar he uh, again uses the same excuse and this woman we should describe is is inebriated quite attractive and uh loosely dressed I'm yes sorry. and uh is referred to by kyle as a milf yeah um, you know, Kyle and Henry kind of like uh, compare notes about their careers, at which point Henry concludes that a Kyle is in the overall handsome business and but also he that he's and also that he's quite stupid. Yes. Um, yeah. So, Ky- yeah, Kyle is definitely intended to be just like that. Um, he's Joey know, Tribbiani. Tip, right. Typical, just like dumb, dumb, good looking guy. Doesn't understand anything. Um, so we'll, he's see, a we'll actor, see as we yeah, say in Survivor. Right. We'll see how, how well they do with this character. It's, it's a character that always um, I feel like hits quickly and then has diminishing returns. I wasn't he on season like 16 of Survivor? I feel like he might have been. Kyle? Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot um, of people like him in the teens here. So yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh more than more of the twenties than the teens, but yeah. Yeah, true. Okay. Um he then uh Henry then goes over to uh introduce himself to Casey because he sees her arguing on the phone and what he discovers is that she was arguing with her husband and she asks him if he could give her a heads up if he sees her husband, which I don't know how he would like. He doesn't know who her husband is. Like, he, I guess he figures it out later. But like, this is kind of um, a tough favor that she's asking. 
Yeah. I mean, I guess if the guy specifically comes over and says, hi, I am Casey's husband. It's also a little insane, though, for this husband to, like, show up at her place of work. I mean, like, this is I don't even know how this relationship has lasted this long. Yeah. 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 Her husband doesn't seem great. Yeah. Spoiler alert. I don't think it's going to last much longer. <laughs> um, and um, we learned that Casey is a comedian um, of the improv variety, primarily. And Henry admits to her that he was in a popular national commercial, but he hasn't landed another role since. And that's why he ha- she hasn't seen him in anything else. Yeah. and But there is something funny to me about how this show, like, makes up a catchphrase as, like, that was a real catchphrase in the world of the show, larger than the show, and also became the largest catchphrase from the show in real life. Does, is that, does that make any sense, what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, because I think are we having fun yet is for sure like the most famous catchphrase from this show. Yeah, it's kind of like pretty, pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Or no soup for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so we now um we go to the uh award ceremony out in the backyard. Such um, that it is. Yeah, which nobody seems to be enjoying. Uh the award for gardening is given to the Weismans, uh, one of the other guests <laughs> of the moments that they lost to Jews. No, 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 not gardening for the best Christmas decorations. Oh, okay. So I wrote that, that down. Okay. Yeah, that's why it's so crazy that the uh-huh. Jews get the best Christmas decorations. Well, we had the we wrote the best Christmas songs. I don't understand yeah, why that's, that's uh, challenging yeah. at all. You said no one's enjoying it. First of all, Liddy is enjoying she's having the time of her life. She is, but none of the other her her are, real estate are, agent is having a great old yeah, time also. Yeah, mo- most of the guests are just like, all right, get this over with. I mean, uh, Gordon for sure wants to get the fuck out of there. Um, as this is going on, Roman is back in the kitchen and he decides to uh, prank call Kyle posing as the casting director mm. for the Palisades and leaves him a voicemail letting him know about some new information about the character that they want him to incorporate into his audition. And we get the vibe that this is a thing that Roman is always doing to Kyle. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Um, Kyle, and yet I mean, Kyle falls for it every time. Yeah, I, their relationship seems to be akin to the um, Martin Starr, Kumail Nanjani relationship in Silicon Valley. Yeah, yeah. That's well, as I said, Roman. Um, Although I guess Kumail probably has uh, probably has more agency than Kyle. Yeah, uh, but there it's mostly a similar. You know, Roman is much more of the you know the bully here and uh, yeah. the smarter guy. Yeah, but the bully, and yet we sympathize with him. Yeah, we get uh, we get Ron. He's trying because he's, to because he's also the loser, and Kyle's the guy who's you know the handsome right. guy who's always getting the right. Ron's trying to uh, entertain some of the kids. He's uh, juggling a bottle, not even juggling. He's just kind of like tossing it from one hand to the other. I don't even know what he's doing. Yeah, um, they're very unimpressed as they should be because he's not doing anything <laughs> impressive. Yeah, um, until the, what finally gets uh, gets them laughing is when he drops it and like it spills all over his shirt like that. Well, uh, didn't one of the kids stab him with like the uh, t- uh, toothpick or something? Oh, that could be. I didn't notice that. Yes, yeah, so, something happens. Yeah, th- that's funny. And then he spills all over his shirt, the very shirt that he doesn't have a backup for, having given it to Henry early in the episode. <laughs> oh, very good. That's true. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. Um, so, yeah, so Kyle is uh, making his moves on the daughter. He's written this ridiculously bad love song. Mm-hmm. Uh, so says she, you. But, she uh, disagrees. Well, that's because he's good looking, which yeah. is um, the number <laughs> she one lesson. She wasn't so good looking. She wanted, she wanted to think it was so yeah. good. Yeah. The number one lesson to having good game is being good looking. Yes. Um, so they head up to her room to start making out where Ron has been in the bathroom trying to clean himself up. They start making out on the bed until they. Oh, yeah. So so he earlier on when the mom had spilled something on it, he had taken out like a little um tide stick and it quickly rubbed her shirt, which uh, a little bit risky business to uh, be touching this woman the way he was. But uh, yeah. he's doing it to himself in the groin area of his pants. Yeah. And uh, she assumes that he's jerking off the very um, incident which resulted in Sage's firing. Yes. 
But to be fair, he's in a bathroom, not a closet. Slightly right. Better. He's in a bathroom. Right. Um, the bathroom also, and, of, of, and, a, of an underage daughter. And also, he's not actually masturbating, which is much better. Yeah. But he, he used to stick on their mom earlier today. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Um, and um, Ron starts threatening her, tells her that she'll destroy her. Yeah, Ron, Ron turns him. pretty dramatically. Yeah. And again, and, we see that he this guy's living on a knife's edge. Yeah. Um, and the girl wonders aloud, are we having fun yet? And suddenly mm. a light bulb goes off in Kyle's Dang. head. Um, we head back over to the bar. So that's what where... I'm saying. This is a slogan that in this world is so popular that this teenage girl just randomly mentioned it. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. She doesn't. Right. She doesn't make the connection. She. Yeah. She, yeah. It just jogs Kyle's memory. Yeah. Um. So yeah, back at the bar. Henry... Although maybe subconsciously she said it because she had seen the guy. Henry and the house, uh, yeah. Henry and the husband are kind of uh you know trading stories. Um. He thinks you know Henry probably has like a very exciting life as an actor. And Henry's like, well, you know, you have this whole like family man with a house thing going on. And um, he suggests maybe they should switch places. Mm-hmm. And the husband's like, well, do you know anything about like estate planning law? <laughs> He's like, no. He's like, oh, well, then, that, then that won't work. Otherwise, it would work. Yeah. <laughs> no one would notice the difference. Also, like Henry started just, like living in the house and going to his job. As long as Henry was up to, you know, brushed up a little bit on <laughs> trust in estate law. Yeah. Um, Kyle then comes over and he's like, are we having fun yet? And they're like, oh, right. It's from the, bur- it's from the beer commercial. And now all of a sudden everyone, it clicks for everyone. Everyone uh, recognizes Henry. They want him to say the line, say the line, Henry. Um, but he refuses. Um, I guess he, you know, for whatever reason, doesn't have a positive association with that. Um, I guess probably people have just been like, like every person he's seen for the last right. eight years. Has exactly. Say that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Ron sees Henry serving a double shot to somebody. Um, specifically which, to Gordon, who's, uh, you know, who's the host. Right. Yeah. And whose and, wife does not seem very pleased with any of his behavior. Including he's his like, drunk this party. is uh, this is outrageous. This, the, I told you the host specifically ordered us no double jiggers at this table okay. at this at this party. Yes. Uh, uh, have you ever heard the term jigger to refer to a shot of alcohol? Um, yes, I have. But oh, I'm you have. Saying, yeah. Uh, okay, but not, cause... but not, 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 uh, not all. It's more of like, uh, I think like old people who say it. So maybe it's an older, I've, I've yeah, heard well, like old people people. say a lot of words that rhyme with this that they shouldn't say also. So. <laughs> right. Um, so I had never heard it. I actually went to look on Urban Dictionary. It's not the top definition for jigger, which is a kid's go kart, apparently, huh. but it is the second definition. A jigger is a unit of measurement when dealing with alcohol. One, and I, I feel uncomfortable even saying this word over and over. One jigger is one and a half ounces, the amount of alcohol in most highballs, as well as the size of a shot. Uh, but yes, I have never heard this before. Um, and Ron should probably excise it from his uh, vocabulary. Yeah, probably best. Uh, Henry jokes that he believes the correct term is jig rose. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what they prefer. Yeah, um, a, a jigger. Yeah, yeah. Henry uh, then sees a guy kind of like storming around. Doesn't look like he belongs. I guess he he infers that that must be Casey's husband. And he goes over to try to talk to the guy, try to stop him, and you know take control of the situation. But the guy's like, "Who the hell are you?" And he pushes Henry into the pool. Yeah. Barely touches him, but Henry does a quite dramatic press. Yeah, very cool. true. Yeah. Um, Gordon then decides to join in. He uh, does a naked cannonball into the pool <laughs> and uh, urges all the other members of the party to join him, mm. um, which would be, I mean, it's very obviously very inappropriate, but would be less inappropriate if this was like a personal party that they were hosting as opposed to like they're hosting the party for like the homeowners. Association. Also, there are children here. <laughs> right, that's not too. just adults. Yeah, not too. But uh, so then, Gordon in the in the in the in the pool, he openly asks, "Oh, am I the asshole?" <laughs> and and I say, at least I say, no, he's not. Like, you know, he's going to have some super awkward interactions with his neighbors for a long time. 
But his wife is forcing him to go to this terrible boring party. So get drunk, take your clothes off, jump. Why not? <laughs> um, he jokes that maybe he'll win the award for best cock. And yeah. the, uh, the guests start to walk away in silence. Yeah. Um, all uh, a bit confused about what has occurred. Um, we start uh, closing things out. Kyle is getting some advice from Constance on how to factor in the latest character rewrite in which he has been told that his character has nut cancer and is in chemo. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Roman suggests that Kyle will have to shave all of his body hair, and by which he means all of it, including the pubes, in order to get into character. Yeah, but the, the strangest part here is that Kyle, okay, so Kyle believes it fine, but then he his response is to go shave his eyebrow. Like, why is that what he starts with? Well, he has to shave everything. That's what he saw first, I guess. But like, wouldn't you assume like the makeup people would be doing that for you? I don't know. Very strange. Well, this is just an audition, right? Yeah, for the okay, for the audition, you don't have to be totally shaved. Well, he's he's just telling him that he should get into character. So, like, yeah, he, I don't know, it's strange. But he's a meth. Kyle's a method actor, of, of course. Yes, Kyle. He should what to really be a method actor. He should go get chemotherapy. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, let let the chemo do its work with the yeah. hair. Um, Henry is is apologetic to Casey uh, for failing at the one job that he was given. Um, I guess he was given two jobs. He was given the job to uh, be a bartender and also to stop Casey's husband. And Casey reveals that her husband has gotten a job in Vermont, but she doesn't really want to go with him. Um, Casey uh, then sees Kyle shaving his eyebrows and tells him that it was Roman who called him and that it was a prank. And... um, we finally end off with uh, Ron, you know, trying to close things out with uh, Heidi, the uh, the homeowner, and he has taken the liberty of filling out the feedback card for her, um, to which she is uh, she's not on board for that. She uh, instructs him to go get another feedback card because uh, I guess she's going to write less charitable things <laughs> than uh, <Yes>. what uh, <laughs> Ron has filled out. And uh, as you said earlier, we uh, we see the wait staff each being given uh, the uh, large sum of fourteen dollars for their efforts that evening. And um, that is where the, I guess, the principal part of this episode ends. Um, each episode of this uh, show, I think all of them, they have this kind of like, not post credits, but it's kind of mid-credits. like credits. Yeah, mid credits, like the credits yeah. are playing. If, and, if and, you did not see it, go back, make sure you watch the episode through the credits, because it's it's arguably, I think it's the funniest joke of the episode. Um, yeah, it's very good. Um, I would say why we should probably let's do each episode. We'll uh, we'll just score the uh, mid credit scene as its own thing. OK. Um, and uh, we can say for each one, um, are we having fun yet or are we not having fun yet? OK. And, um, you know, in, in the, this one in particular, we see Henry uh, being prompted by a uh, an attractive woman. Well, to... it's the woman. It's the yeah, woman. It's the, the woman from the bar. The milk. The milk earlier. Yeah. He is now in the in his car with him, giving him a hand job. Yes. And uh, she pro- she finally uh, urges him to uh, stay the line, stay the line. He finally blurts out, are we having fun yet? And um, that causes him to suffer from impotence. Yeah. His own catchphrase uh, causes him to lose his erection. And yes. I think that's very funny. <laughs> yeah, that is funny. Yeah. So um, I will say on this one, I am having fun yet. I thought this was a very fun uh, mid-credit scene. And mm-hmm. uh, I hope that uh, that trend continues. Okay. Well, I don't know how official any of these rankings really are. So how much fun were you having? Uh, give us a rating for this episode. Um, I would say this is a very solid pilot episode. It really does a very good job of introducing you to the characters, giving you a, a flavor of the world, giving you a good expectation about what's to come. Um, I will say it is pretty, 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 pretty good. Uh, four pretties. Um, I would say better as a pilot than as an episode. Uh, but I'm you know very excited for what's to come. It's a it's a very fun show. Lots of you know great hijinks, great characters, um, and I'm really excited that we're doing this. 
Yeah, no, I really liked it as well. Um, I will note episode one has a 7.4 rating on IMDb, which is by a pretty big margin, the lowest rated episode of the series. Oh, wow. And I'm pumped because I think that means it's only going to get better. And I think, like you said, it's a great intro to the show. It's not the best episode, but it sets the table. It introduces all the characters. Some of them are a bit cliche, like Kyle is like stupider than Joey Tribbiani at his dumbest. But overall, I'm definitely excited for the next episode. And that's a series premiere's job. And so I will agree with you. And I will say it is pretty, 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 pretty good. That's four pretties, four, four, four doses of fun that I am having. So, all right, very good. yeah, we are exactly simpatico there. All right, let's go to the come with guy. Oh, come on, be a come with guy. And, and I'll say like, it's Adam Scott's uh, Henry's first day in eight years. But he's like instantly the star of the ensemble. He has that classic Adam Scott uh, sarcasm and wit. Uh, it seems obvious from the first moment that he and Casey that there's going to be more there. And it just, you know, it, it's very clear to me, I think, that he's the star of the show, even though he's not the biggest name actor at the time. So. Right. Um, yeah, they're very good. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I'm going to go with Roman. Um, I think he's just like super fun. And I have a feeling he's going to be my come with guy a lot. He's probably my favorite character on the show. Um, but you know, the, uh, the pranks, the movie references, um, he's just really great. Uh, he's my come with guy. Okay. Oh, what? I'm the asshole here. I am. I'm, I'm the asshole. I'm the asshole. Oh, I get it. I'm the asshole here. Huh? Put your clothes on Gordon. No one wants to see your penis. No one. Well, why? Maybe I'll win an award for best cock. What about fucking asshole? Um, yeah, for fucking asshole, I'm just going to say the one person who wondered aloud, am I the asshole? I'm going to say, yes, you are the. You are not only the asshole, you are the fucking asshole. <laughs> and that is you, Gordon. Yeah. Um, you know what? I changed my mind. I said before Gordon wasn't the asshole, but, but actually he was. He is. He's the only one that made a mistake at this party that will last long past this evening. Right. Oh, well, Casey's husband also, but it's clear that to me, it's not the first time for him. And, you know, tonight wasn't anything unusual, but like coming to your spouse's place of work um, over their explicit objection is creepy, if not dangerous behavior. But for for Gordon, like he has to live here in in this uh, Willow Canyon uh, development. And for the rest of time, all his neighbors are going to know him as the guy who got drunk and naked and jumped into the pool. And uh, did not even win best cock. So <laughs> he did not. Uh, maybe next year. Yeah. Um, so well, listen, we can bring back the cameos uh, segment, which we sure. did not have during the rehearsal. Would you stop with the Ted dance? <laughs> Who's he? He's somebody. What about me? You're nobody. Why him? Why not me? He's good. You're not. I'm better than him. You're worse. <laughs> much, much worse. You know, we mentioned in this episode, we have Gordon and his wife. First Rebecca thing. Kreskoff. No, no. The, yeah, I know. But oh, Liddy, Liddy, uh, Gordon and Lily. Uh, oh, is that a Gordon Lily? Gordon Liddy reference? Must be. Oh, interesting. It must be. Yeah. Yeah. The couple's name is Gordon and Liddy. So, yeah, obviously a nice little Mick Spadden. Yeah. I wonder wonder what Mick Spadden is. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So Gordon and Liddy, as we said, Rebecca Kreskoff and Enrico Colantoni, you know, not huge stars. The biggest stars, as we said, are all the members of the actual cast. Um, Adam Scott, Ken Reno, Jane Lynch, uh, Martin Starr, Lizzie Kaplan. Uh, Those are all big stars, but we will have bigger cameos as the show goes on. And so, um, you know, in episode one, the biggest stars are actually the main cast. But, you know, Um, yes, we, yeah. we, we will. I promise that we will be having some interesting guest stars as we continue. Yeah. And I actually already saw some of like the names being floated for, that are coming up for the like the new episodes. And um, suffice it to say that it seems like the show has got, gotten bigger and we'll have some bigger names than even the first two seasons. So, yeah, that should be well, I would fun. imagine so since all their the original cast are like superstars now. So. Yeah, for yeah. sure. All right. Is it time for the postman? 
Uh, yeah, let's head over to the postman. Postman! Postman, come here! Tell the neighborhood! What a Shonda, Larry! Larry David! Not only are you a lousy Jew, but you're a lousy human being! He screws the wife of a man in a wheelchair! A Shonda! Maybe you should have given me some candy! You're a lousy Jew! If whether you're old or you're new, we will remind you that you can uh, send in any emails with uh, feedback, questions, comments, your ratings, your come with guys, your fucking assholes, anything you want to tell us, um, we'll read it. Um, and you can do that by sending an email to curb, C-U-R-B, postman, P-O-S-T-M-A-N, at gmail.com. Um, we, all, we also encourage you to go to the iTunes store on Apple and rate and review the podcast. Um, give us a minimum of five stars and uh, that will help people find the podcast so that we can grow and bring more people into this uh, crazy little thing we're doing. So uh, thank you in advance for that. Um, so we head over to the postman. Uh, we have three emails this week. The first is from Tzvi Raps, who says, just writing in to say, I'm so excited that you're covering this show. I watched this episode a few months back in anticipation of it being covered, so I'm a bit hazy on the details. But he says, come with guy is Adam Scott, or do we say Henry Pollard? He's just wonderful in this episode. The fucking asshole is Casey's husband. And he says he will give this one a party, 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 par good. Four and a half parties out of five. Basically a perfect pilot, but I know there are funnier episodes to come. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which is basically our take is that is this is an exceptional pilot episode, but it's not necessarily the funniest episode. Um, there's a lot of laughs to come on this show, I assure you. Yeah. Next up is Jim Crumley, who says, as an introduction to Party Down, this episode worked pretty well. It sets the premise and the characters and had a few laps. I wasn't blown away, but it was fun. Three pretties. Come with guys. Roman is Martin Star- by Martin Starr. He- Martin Starr is great in everything, and this episode was no exception. Fucking asshole is Ron. Low-level managers are always a pain in the ass. <laughs> and finally, we go to Zach Brooks, who says, one episode in, are we having fun yet? Seems like a good pilot episode. I haven't seen this show and have no idea what to expect, but it has a good cast and maybe you want to watch Ordinary People. <laughs> Not Ordinary People. What about Repo Man? Yeah. <laughs> Um, my favorite, a couple people, I think, or one person, I forget who it was in the chat in our group chat said they had never seen the show, watched episode one in anticipation of this podcast, and then ended up seeing all 20. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. It's a very easy show to binge because it's like yeah. only 20 episodes. It's very light. You know, yeah, you, they're you, short. Could, you could watch you could watch the show in, you know, three days if you wanted to, like no, yeah. no or or less if, you know, depending on you what, could watch you, the show what, in 10 hours if you so desire. Yeah. Well, you know, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's a very easy binge. Um, she's, he says the come with guy is Constance by Jane Lynch and the fucking asshole is the naked dad pool jumper. At least nobody drowned. And he gives the episode three pretties. Mm, okay. Don't you hate to be continued on TV? I mean, the whole reason you watch a TV show is because it ends. If I wanted a long, boring story with no point to it, I have my life. <laughs> Next week, we have the California College Conservative Union Caucus. So we're going to meet right. some uh, some young Republicans, it sounds Should like. Should get political. Yeah. And I, I don't remember anything about that episode. Except, nope. um, you know. I don't think I remember anything about any episode. Yeah, I mean, I remember I'm looking at the episode titles now. And there's definitely a few that I remember some stuff from. But I won't say anything. But yeah, it's okay. uh, I'm excited. And what else? Anything else we have to say here? No. Bye. <laughs> All right, I'm ending it.